Welcome to The Rot Focus, a podcast for rotters, newbies, and veterans, and everyone in between. We're hosted by M.A. Lee with the assistance of Remy Black and Edie Rooms, all from Rotters Inc. Books. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Each episode lasts as long as it takes to fix a quick dinner, grab a short commute, or take a brisk walk. Resources and links are in the show notes. Visit us at therockfocus.blogspot.com. Now, on to this week's episode. We're winding up the Discovering Plot series with the Plot 7, a quick way to launch into story and to reach that story's heart and discover if it will fly. A crash like my usual feeble attempts at paper airplanes. Plot 7 comes from the guidebook Think Like a Pro by M.A. Lee, our host, designed to turn a hobby writer into a pro writer with the necessary mindset changes. We'll break the Plot 7 into two episodes. Let's start. Plot 7 is a method or process to start writing our novels or novellas. This gives we writers the whole story in seven major movements. The scenes that lead up to and away from these seven major movements have yet to be written, just not now. It's an excellent process to use for any writer. First, Plot 7 tells us very quickly if we have an actual story with the necessary basic characters, their necessary motivations and conflicts. In the past, when I was a total newbie, I have launched into stories that didn't develop. My primaries had no real motivation or conflict. The Plot 7 can help us avoid these twiddling characters. Second, when we're in a slump, the Plot 7 can jumpstart our story, giving us major interest points. By the time we complete it, we know our characters enough that we are interested in them and their lives, in this story we're crafting. We can finish the entire Plot 7, or drop out, and return to our normal process of writing, whether we need to create an outline for plotters, or, if a puzzler, focus on those scenes so necessary to us personally when writing, or stop and just start pantsering that novel. Third, the Plot 7 can help overcome writer's block, our creativity block by providing enough guidance that we've got a roadmap without feeling like someone is commanding us to write this now. I don't know about you, but as soon as I feel like someone is giving me an order, my bloody-mindedness is determined to do the opposite. Here's an important note. Plot 7 is out of order for the novel's sequence. We can choose to follow its order or not. Be as flexible as it is, and we reap its many rewards. And here's two bits of wisdom. First, don't worry if the focus character later becomes a secondary, or at least not the primary protagonist. We're just starting. Things can and will change. Second, don't worry if later we don't use these words, if they change, or if we delete them. Our brain is just using these ideas to spark more ideas. 
No word is therefore wasted. We're also getting riding practice, which all riders, even veterans, need. Here we go. We have time for the first three for this episode. Believe me, this is about 50 pages or more of work. Plot one is the beginning. Write the focus character entering the story. Here are five points to consider. One, how to introduce the protagonist. What scene? How will the protagonist meet the antagonist? Why will the antagonist be similar to the protagonist? And how will the antagonist be different? This is key. What do we want the protagonist to be doing when the reader first meets her or him? What exhibits the protagonist's dissatisfaction with life as it currently is? And what represents the dear desire that the protagonist wants so very much? Go all out to make the focus character as attractive as possible for the reader. Glance at the major tropes for our genre. What are three that we want to work into our protagonist? Consider working against that trope. A common trope is the orphan child. To work against that trope, supply a family and have her or him joke around with a sister or brother. So, now that we know the beginning, let's also take a first look at how we want this story to end. So plot two is the ending. For the archetypal story pattern, this is the return with the elixir. We also have five more points to consider. One, what kind of ending do we want to have? What will it look like? What will people be doing? Two, how do we want the protagonist to end up in what physical, intellectual, and emotional state? Be sure to cover all three. How does the protagonist react when she or he has their dear desire in hand? Four, how will the reader know the protagonist has triumphed? Even in a series, the protagonist has to triumph at the end of each novel. Why else does a reader keep reading? Because a well-liked protagonist has won once and will need to win again. And five, what impression will we leave the readers with when they close the book? Plot three, which I call Danger, Danger. In the archetypal story pattern, this is the ordeal, the toughest point of the entire story that we're telling. We need to know our focus character's greatest fear at this point. This is what they are willing to face. They dread it. They don't want to do it, but they have to. Don't force them. They need to be willing to face this greatest trial. This gives them heroic status. They will be less small in their own minds if they don't face this ordeal. A romantic interest chooses ethical behavior over money. Someone in business sacrifices an unscrupulous sale at the risk of their own job. A fighter going against the odds because to do nothing is to let evil flourish. These are the decisions we want to see a focused character stand tall through. There are three kinds of danger. 
Physical danger is the action-adventure realm, but we can see a sleuth in physical danger as he or she solves a mystery. A doctor can risk their life at a freeway accident. A business executive may not risk physical danger, but can face professional death, killing their career at a company when they stand against the CEO or the board or public opinion. So we have physical danger, professional danger, and also personal danger, which is fighting for a relationship, for family and friends, for a loved one. Also, the conflict in this can be logical or emotional or spiritual. Look at the genre tropes and see if they spark ideas, especially when we twist them on their heads. What can be the breadcrumbs that Hansel and Gretel follow? What if the witch's cottage is an archaeological dig with aboriginal artifacts? Now that dig is problematic, but 25 years ago? What if the archaeologist's granddaughter discovers her grandfather hid artifacts that disproved his theory, the revelation of which would destroy his reputation? Make that grandfather dearly beloved, the one who raised his orphaned granddaughter? Make a grandfather or a grandmother, the revelation would not only have destroyed her reputation, but set back the progress for all women archaeologists for a decade or more. The stakes have gotten higher, and look how that idea built in just a few minutes on the fairy tale of Hansel and Gretel with the witch's candy-covered cottage. We are writers. One thing can spark creativity. Here are questions to consider as we work through plot three, the ordeal. What is the protagonist's greatest stress point, at least in this preliminary view? How will the protagonist feel at her or his lowest point? What event will put them there? How will they recover? What will be damaged in their relationship with people or their professional conduct or their physical aspect? How will the protagonist react in a different manner than the antagonist to losing? Why would this be the blackest moment in the entire book. That's three very hard scenes to write. The beginning that we want to be so very interesting that we want to create an immediate revelation of conflict, extremely sympathetic characters that will be likable and draw the reader into the story, and an introduction of a conflict with a worthy opponent in the antagonist, and then the ending, the satisfactory ending when we feel that everything has been taken care of, and our protagonist in all realms of their life, physical, intellectual, and spiritual, feels content with what they have gone through and what has occurred. And don't forget, go back through each one of these scenes and make notes about additional scenes and ideas that came up so that you can start thinking about all of the scenes and sequels that will need to be written to get into and out of these scenes as you're writing. The remaining four important moments of the plot seven will be our next focus.
What do writers want to know about plot? What do writers need to know about plot? The right focus is taking a comprehensive view of plot, the structure that develops characters, genre expectations, major story structures, pacing, tension, suspense. We cover it all in this series entitled Discovering Your Plot from M.A. Lee's Guidebook of the Same Name. Writers will discover unexpected insights and methods that deepen their understanding of this major craft in the storytelling world. Thanks for listening to The Right Focus, a podcast for writers at all levels, hosted by M.A. Lee from Writers, Inc. Books, assisted by Remy Black and Edie Runes. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Music is licensed through Audio Jungle called Background Music Loop. Its creator is Alexander Polishchuk, known on Audio Jungle as Plastic 3. The music comes in different iterations. Show notes and resource links for this and other episodes can be found at therightfocus.blogspot.com. Write to us at winkbooks at aol.com when you have questions, comments, and speculations. We will try to answer you as quickly as possible. By the way, we will not mind your email address. That's rude. If you find value in our content, share with your writing friends or write a review. We're small beans here without the advertising budget of the big peeps, and you can make a difference. And whatever occurs, right on.